Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. My name is Alex and it is January 31st, 2022, the last day of the first month of the first quarter of this year. Yes, we are essentially now one twelfth of the way through. No, I'm not going to break out my unit fractions because it's too early in the morning for that. But I'll just say this. Whoa, that was fast. Anyways, this is our Monday morning show, which means we are going to talk about the markets. We're going to talk about big tech companies. We're going to talk about startups. And then we're going to send you off into your week with a pat on the back and a smile on your face. Ready? Let's have some fun. Let's start with markets as we always do. We'll take a look at the stock market, talk about cryptos, and then dive into the current big tech mess. So looking around the world this morning, Asian stocks are mostly up today, though do keep in mind that Chinese markets are closed for the Lunar New Year Eve. The European markets are flat to up a fraction, and in pre-market trading here in the United States, stocks are eh, mixed, I would say, mostly down, but the Nasdaq was just in the green the last time I checked, so can't say it's all down when something is ticking up. Now, on the crypto front, after their major sell-off, cryptos have regained some territory, down a point or two in the last 24 hours, but mostly up in the last week. So we're still seeing what I would call depressed pricing compared to recent norms. But last week was a mess. This week is much better. So there you go. Some good news. To put numbers to that, Bitcoin is currently at around $37,000 per coin. ETH, as the cool kids say, it's currently around 2.5K. And last time I checked, Solana was under 100, which kind of surprised me. Anyways, unlike last week, things are a little bit calm to start this Monday. So you are welcome and you deserve this modest respite. Today's big tech story is just that, a big tech story. We're not doing multiple, we don't have time. So let's talk about the current debate in technology about Joe Rogan. And I'm gonna write about this more later today, but the latest in the saga appears to be that Spotify has published its own rules regarding content on its platform in an attempt to quell the current debate around its actions. So if you are behind, here's what's been going on to kind of catch you up. Spotify made a big podcast push as its music streaming business is a commodity business in nature, making it hard for the company to enjoy pricing leverage. So what did Spotify do? Well, it spent a lot of money on podcast startups and some key podcast talent. What does that give it? Well, hopefully in the future, pricing leverage via exclusives. Not a bad model. Lots of people have done this before. Seems to work in some cases. Huzzah. Anyway, one part of the podcast push was to pay Joe Rogan a lot of money for his show. Now, the Joe Rogan podcast regularly has some very dumb content on it regarding COVID-19, among other issues. I will throw in there that not every interview that Joe does is dumb, and the idea of having someone that you like come on the show for four hours and kind of speak their mind does appeal in a lot of cases. The James Hatfield interview, pretty good. Some of the other ones, pretty terrible. Anyway, some folks whose materials on Spotify don't agree with the company's choice to pay Joe Rogan for his content due to its COVID-19 material and are choosing to leave the platform, especially some musicians. For Spotify, this is bad because then it loses its all music for one fee setup that other platforms have, and therefore it's going to give up all the leverage I might have gained from the podcasting front by losing leverage on the music front. Suddenly it has some podcasts and some music versus all music and some exclusive podcasts. So anyways, the company had to respond. So what does it do? Well, it says that its new content regulations that it's put out are in fact not new, but are actually longstanding platform rules. That's a quote from Daniel Eek, the CEO. It's also going to quote, add a content advisory to any podcast episode that includes a discussion about COVID-19. Okay, so who is this gonna please? No one. But it's hard to be a platform and a publisher and not like it when people criticize the content choices you make as a publisher on your own platform. We have heard this matter before. 
For example, Facebook, who wanted to tune its news feed to engender certain consumer actions and then got really peevish when people criticized them for this saying, well, you know, it's just what our users want to share. Well, no, it's not. If you want to be a publisher, you're going to get criticized by someone for your editorial choices. If you don't want to be criticized for your editorial choices, don't make any. All right, let's talk about startups. Today we have one huge round, one new fund, and a very, very cool early stage round. So to kick things off, we have FTX. Yes, the major crypto exchange with a US serving subsidiary just raised 400 million at a $32 billion valuation. So what? Another huge round for a crypto exchange, right? But as my favorite The Block reporter with a mustache, Frank Chaparro, wrote recently about the FTX round, quote, the announcement comes less than four months after FTX raised at a $25 billion valuation and just a few days after its US affiliate, FTX.US, announced that it had raised at an $8 billion valuation. That these fundraisers are coming as Coinbase's market value has fallen in recent weeks is notable. For comparison, Coinbase is worth around $38 billion in pre-market trading today, according to Yahoo Finance. I don't know what to make of this other than that there is an expectation that collecting tolls on crypto on-ramps will never, ever be a bad business. And maybe that's true. But to see FTX raising more and more money at increasingly high valuations while Coinbase loses ground in the public markets is a little bit confusing. Is FTX doing that much better than Coinbase? Or are private market investors still just willing to pay a premium for startup shares that are not yet public? I don't know, but something to keep an eye on. Next up, we have TCV launching an early stage fund. Well, guys, the big go earlier trend is still going on out there in the world of venture capital. We learned this morning. Technology Crossover Ventures, or TCV, which closed a $4 billion fund in January of last year, has put together a separate $460 million fund that will focus exclusively on Series A, B, and C stage companies, according to TechCrunch.com. That there is another $460 million fund out there is kind of whatever, given the sheer amount of capital flowing into startups today. It matters more, I think, because the game of huge late-stage funds with likely lower IRR requirements putting money into earlier-stage startups continues. Why does that matter? Well, lower IRR target funds can, in general, afford to pay more for early-stage equity than VCs, so the trend of expensive early-stage rounds will continue, this despite recent market sell-offs. Now, turning our eyes to the burgeoning African startup scene, Tiger Global has made its second known investment into the continent, this time into a startup called Bamboo in a $15 million round that it co-led with Graycroft. Now, this round is neat because Bamboo is offering access to U.S. equities to the Nigerian market, and the company charges a 1.5% commission for this access. This is a reminder of how good many investors have it around the world who are able to buy key equities at zero cost, but also goes to show how fintech is still opening doors around the world to a more equitable, and I would just say free, investing environment. Bamboo, Tiger Global, 15 million, small deal, but again, one to keep an eye on. Closing out news from China. Now, it was not the case last year that investment into Chinese startups hit the skids. After a couple of years regulatory barrage, a lot of folks thought VCs are going to close their checkbooks and stop putting so much capital to work in Chinese startups because, well, the exit market was uncertain. Instead, it turns out the market merely shifted its perspectives. Now, quoting the FT from a piece out today on the matter, listen to this. Funding for e-commerce, education technology, and social startups was flat or down last year, while investments in semiconductors, robotics, and other hard tech companies jumped. Now, this caught my eye as just a few days ago, He Huang, a partner at Northern Light Venture Capital, wrote a piece for TechCrunch entitled, quote, to cool down China's overheated robotics industry, go back to basics. Ah, this is very interesting. 
More simply, it appears that the rapid shift of investment into Chinese startups doing robotics and other kind of favored hard tech work is happening, yes, but not without huge market distorting effects. If you take a stream of capital pointed at one collection of industries and rapidly wrench it and point out a different set of companies, the money will flow, but the companies in the new direction may not be ready to receive it all, which could lead to, you know, an overcompetition for certain rounds, inflated asset prices, and generally just not good things. So what we're going to see here is the shift is going to starve some promising companies in disfavored sectors and overfeed some others in more favored sectors and generally lead to a pretty shit allocation of capital. This is when I take off my mask and let you know that I'm actually a capitalist and say, ugh, central planning. This is why it doesn't work. And that is our show for this fine Monday. Do not forget that Equity is on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. I'm also on Twitter, where I tweet under the handle Alex. And we'll talk to you soon. We're back on Wednesday morning. We are back on Friday morning. And even more frequently, if something enormously big happens, we'll see you on Twitter Spaces if that's the case. But in the meantime, hugs, stay warm, stay cool, avoid COVID, and have a good week. Bye.